You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 145 of star wars and scotch it's kevin joined by my buddy tim as always for more star wars and scotch how you doing tim oh not bad burned my hand with some coffee i feel like luke oh 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 that's a character arc right there Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm like testing out my hand for the first time. You look like you are too. The yeah. fingers, like the tingly. <laughs> well, I hope if you need me to run over some, but I can I can guarantee that Kings Coast Coffee does not burn your hand. That's just it's me, my clumsiness, user error. Yeah, but I've heard really good things about our Lotus Roast. Apparently, that's really really good. Yeah, so. most people have enjoyed the Lotus Roast. Uh, we got positive feedback. We had someone on. Um, if you come in and buy in the cafe, I get the messages and someone, uh, said something about Lotus roast in there. So that was nice. But yeah, Lotus roast, if you're, if you're not familiar, uh, it's our 10th anniversary digital extremes warframe roast, uh, partnered with our friends there to, uh, put this out. So I think there's a limited quantity and there's only probably hundred or so left. I'm not, a, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but, uh, definitely a limited quantity. So check out the Lotus roast. Uh, sixth anniversary roast was a great success. So thank you for that. Uh, and we're getting into the holidays. So if you know our patterns and you know, the roasts that we, uh, put out, you know, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's coming up. And I think Wayne has something sitting in a barrel right now. I, I'm not hundred percent sure. I feel like for the Dio de los Muertos roast, we should just rename it to like the ET roast. Why ET? Because the Mexican government came out yesterday showing alien bodies. I saw that. I was going to send it to you this morning, but I figured I'd just mm-hmm. talk to you about oh, it. Please, Kevin. I'm, I'm on top of all things aliens on TikTok. Yeah, Tim, Tim and Ben, I usually bring something to them, but they have like, that was like two days ago, Kevin. The night of the I, Vegas aliens. Oh, Tim was in a place. I was already on your house all over that one. Um, yeah, place. so E.T. E. wasn't able to phone home. He got lost in Peru. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I'm surprised Pete hasn't sent that over yet this morning. That's very shocking. Uh, that's usually something he's on top of. So, uh, yeah, so um, maybe we will do <laughs> a Mexican extraterrestrial roast uh, for uh, for Halloween this year. Um, but, yeah, kingscoastcoffee.com. Make sure you head over there. Uh, if there's um, any Lotus left, I recommend you pick it up because it is a limited time offering. Uh, and get ready for the holidays. You know what that means. All sorts of stuff's coming back, uh, but we're very excited for the future. Um, I don't think we have anything else to promote. Oh, no, we do, because Lab October's next month, and you should definitely be paying attention to Lab 77 because October's next month. Well, if you head on over to Lab 77 right now, we're selling the rest of Rexilla's GCX hats, his, um, his celebratory nuke hats. So if you'd like to pick up some Rexilla swag, and over to lab77.co, and we'll have more for you soon. I could have sworn I saw like 100 people wearing that, but I know you told me the number afterwards, and I was like, really? Because I felt like I saw that mm-hmm. hat everywhere at GCX on day two. It's a pretty sweet hat, so if you don't have it, and you're a big fan of Rex, which, why wouldn't you be? 
make sure you go over to lab77.co mm-hmm. .co and grab the hat today. And like we said, pay attention. It's time to dive in, Tim. <laughs> yeah, where do you want to start? Well, I would like to say right off the bat that you were right. Well, it's not Anakin walking through the veil. Oh, That's I have, off the table. I have, I have notes. <laughs> the I, first time I've ever seen him bring notes. <laughs> I have notes on all of this. So I just like, I, this is, this is deep. And if, if people are looking at it at just the surface of just being like, oh yeah, it was a cool, like Anakin and Ahsoka meetup, it, it, you totally missed the mark. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. It, 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 it is not Anakin walking through, you know, immediately we noticed that he had Darth Saber's lightsaber or Darth Vader's. What, what I missed last week that I noticed after watching this episode for the second time is that the indication that this wasn't actually the world between worlds should have been that we didn't see any doorways. Um, it was like there was there was no it was not anything like we saw before. Like mm-hmm. as I like really started to look at where she was um, very, very different place. But I think it's very symbolic as to what was happening throughout the episode. So we can jump into that a little bit later on. So you don't think where they was is the world between worlds? No, where they were was um, essentially like a limbo. Um, I mean, like where we leave where we leave with Ahsoka is that she gets kicked off a cliff by Balin. Yes. Um, she had a near death experience. She died. She at, at she she was she was partially dead. This was this was her spirit entering entering in what could have been the the cosmic force. And I think what Anakin, I think what was happening is that this was her. This was this was like what I said last week. This is her trial. Um, this is this is what all Jedi's go through. And I think it's also a representation of the outfit that she wears later on when she becomes Gandalf the White. Mm-hmm. Um, is that she went through this trial and came out. A different person at the end which um, is funny because the picture that when people assumed ahsoka was dead and dave put the sketch out uh-huh. of her talking to gandalf that's what she's uh-huh. wearing is what she's wearing yes. in this episode it's the same it's the same garbs that she was wearing at the end of rebels as well mm-hmm. um, which i thought was really cool that they brought that entire thing back um if we want to talk about outfits just for a second all of all of the the wardrobe for this episode was phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Um, getting transported back into Clone Wars, but seeing it in live action and just the detail, level of detail, just seeing like Ahsoka's, like her little golden headpiece that she has that you've like come to know her to have on in all the episodes of Clone Wars. Like just seeing that level of detail was phenomenal. It was so good. Do you, um, did you realize the significance of the two places she was transported back to? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that yeah. I, again, notes. <laughs> So the first battle was the Battle of Ryloth, which is season one of Clone Wars. It was it was right. It's right around like like she says, this is this is our one of our first missions. And yep. this is essentially when we start to meet Ahsoka. Um, this is the, the, the beginning of her relationship with Anakin. Yep. I immediately uh, picked up on that because there's a ton of Twi'leks with blasters in the background. So I was like, is this Battle of Ryloth? That's like season mm-hmm. one or season two. Looked it up. Season one. The last yep. one they say flat out, Siege of Mandalore, you're not you weren't here. Got Season to see seven. live action malls, uh um uh Mandalorians, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um the Captain Rex cameo, like, okay, I loved hearing Tamira Morrison's voice, but that is not a Captain Rex cameo. <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, it was Captain Rex. I mean, like that's I mean that's I mean it is. It really it is a it is a captain slash commander Rex cameo. 
because it is him in live action. It is Rex. That is Rex. That is how we saw him during the Siege of Mandalore. And so, like, yeah, I mean, like, that's about as I think that's about as close as we're going to get to a, a Rex cameo. Now, I don't think we're going to see old man Rex. I think I think that was going to be it. Yeah, I would assume that would be it. The I don't think there's any place in the story for old man Rex anymore, if that makes sense, no, especially with no, where the, we're headed. The, the, the old the old clones are either like just happy and just enjoying life without war or they're dead. Um, I would also like to take a moment to appreciate Hayden Christensen's superb acting in this because that was not Hayden Christensen from the prequels. That was Clone Wars Hayden Christensen, voiced by Matt Lanter, played by Hayden Christensen. Like, and he did a phenomenal, he changed the cadence of his voice. He changed the mm -hmm. way he spoke to Ahsoka. He changed all of these things. And to have the, the thing that we fell in love with in Clone Wars be in front of us in live action, regardless of what Anakin was, whether that's real Anakin or not, or we'll get into that. Regardless of what that was, he was playing that part, and I thought Hayden knocked it out of the damn park being the Clone Wars version of his character. Yeah, he 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 owned it. He he definitely did his research. He really owned his character. Um, I saw a great quote from an interview with him, and it says that, he, he's he's so happy that the Star Wars community has finally accepted him mm -hmm. for being Anakin. And he said the lesson here, I think, is patience. Yeah. Um, because it took a very, very long time for him to really own his role. And, for, and, and, yeah. and I think we've said that a long time for a long time is that he got screwed by the writers. Oh, yeah. His, I, the, write, the writing for Anakin was atrocious. And this is what happens when you have good writing for a character because Hayden owned it and he did he did a phenomenal job every even just down to like the little even like the little things like the choreography in the fights were was phenomenal that's definitely one thing that I wrote down like seeing seeing Anakin's signature move like the Annie like where he spins it behind his yeah. back like little little details like that was just really really cool to see um and to see Hayden do it himself was awesome yeah yeah I think I think uh we yeah, you got to give credit where credit's due here and he just absolutely he played a different version of his character that was brought to life in animation and to see him just completely I don't want to say completely change but alter the character appropriately to fit that time and place where he never played that character was was pretty superb uh acting on in my opinion um one of the interesting things about this and i'm gonna bring this up because last week the big topic of discussion and thank you for all those who listened like tons of you listened commented um in in tim and i's debate on whether or not anakin had walked through the the uh, portal into the world between worlds or if this was a test of the wills in my opinion this is 100 a test of the wills but there is one other theory that i would like to throw in there tim um, that does lend credence. Could have and could Anakin have ascended to some sort of mortis godhood and become the father at this point? No, and I, 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 as you go as you go through these scenes, there are a, a lot of this makes me believe that these are all. This is this is this goes to the line that Anakin says: In, "Inside of you is all of me, all the knowledge that I possess." And so like that was I think these are these are all of the memories and and this is the I think this was I think this was Ahsoka fighting her like going through her own trial it was fighting herself she like Anakin is her is her biggest regret in the sense that he he became Vader and she didn't stop it yes she wasn't able to save him 
and and you go through all of these scenes, the clones dying. She blames herself for the clones dying. Anakin, like the siege of Mandalore, like all of these things, she blames herself for this. Killing the clones during Order 66 killed her, like crushed her spirit. Sabine is another failure of hers. She's constantly running away instead of facing her fears and 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 owning them and allowing those trials to to make her a better person. Yeah. She turns away from them. And so I I still don't believe that this that that is anything other than a shadow. And that's why this episode is called Shadow Warrior. Mm-hmm. It he is a shadow. He's nothing more than a reflection of all of her memories culminating into this into this this thing that she has to fight she has to overcome i i don't think that this is anything other than just it's inside her head so you think she had a near-death experience which someone in in our we have a spoiler channel in discord where we discuss this stuff you think she had a near-death experience and again i'm not i'm just analyzing Mm -hmm. near-death experience kind of coming to grips like like most people would have when they have a near-death experience like a light flashes before you scenario yeah this was i i I mean if you even want to get more spiritual i think this was i think this was kind of like a limbo i think i think her body i think her her spirit started to it left her body it went into the cosmic force and and it was that deciding factor this whole live or die it was it would the force was allowing her to make the decision of do you want to go are you done is this it or are you ready to face your fears and live and so I, that's why it's constantly going back. And that's why I think it was like, I have, I have more things to teach you. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think it was really the spirit of Anakin. I don't think that was force ghost Anakin. I think it was, it was like, Hey, there is more to this. There, there is a lot more going on than what you, you, you see. Um, it says, uh, where, where were the notes? It says, um, Oh, she says, that your my legacy is the is she 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 says exactly what Balin says to her. She's my my legacy is nothing but death and war, and and Anakin even says then you 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 fail to see the lesson. You don't understand. There's more to this than just that. Uh, and so I think she 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 was she was so caught up in being a warrior that she really was missing the lessons that Anakin was trying to teach her. I think if you go back to if you go back to um, the the animated. Uh, what was it? Tales of the Jedi? You go back to Tales of the yeah. Jedi. You go to you go to Ahsoka's story, and Anakin is teaching her the only way that he knows how to teach her. Yeah, one one thing on that too, and one of my immediate thoughts was, it was very purposeful for them to make that episode in Tales of the Jedi as a precursor to all of this. It exactly. was not something that like, oh, that was cute, and it kind of aligns. it wasn't for shits and giggles. No, Dave totally was like, no, this needs to be a part of the story, and. Yep. You know, if you watch that after watching Clone Wars, you're like, oh, my God, that means so much more as to what happened. And that because the ones who are training her are the ones she ends up killing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to fast forward to this, it's all a part. Of, and it's the classic Star Wars. Like, we're going to tell this story over the court. When did the last season of Clone Wars come out? Two years ago. So this is a two year story arc now we're getting into. It's just mm-hmm. it's that Star Wars. That's how they story tell. It's it takes years and years sometimes for plots to come full circle. So um, one other interesting thing I heard was, you know, if 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 George Lucas's saga episodes one through six, not seven, eight and nine, put that on the shelf for a second. If George Lucas's saga, who is it about? It's not about Luke. It's about Anakin, right? It's the fall and rise of Darth Vader uh, and then the the fall of Darth Vader and the rise of Anakin. 
Um, I could, you could also you could also argue that it's also like it like Palpatine is very much so like intertwined into that as well. Of course, of course, of course. As you know, but every good hero needs a villain type of most definitely. Situation. The interesting thing about that is if you look at Legends, you know, the story then turned to Luke and Mara Jade and their son Ben and da da da. We're, we've abandoned that story for the storytelling in Disney. Wouldn't it make sense if the stories are about Anakin for his apprentice to become one of the major figures in the storytelling? Now, we have to intertwine this appropriately because Ahsoka came after all of this and she's an invented character that came later by Dave Filoni. Um, approved by George Lucas, by the way, because George was still working on Clone Wars when Ahsoka was created. Now, with with that, it makes sense for the transition of the story. Yes, I know we have Luke. We're still telling stories about Luke. Put on the shelf for a second. It makes sense for Ahsoka to have her moment in this saga. And we have never, ever, ever seen them together outside after um, Revenge of the Sith, except for Malachor. That was it. And the the space battle. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first time they're face to face where he's not straight up Darth Vader. And right. like you said, it's a spirit. It, it could be the wills. It's not him. I understand that. But for her, she is facing her failure. Yeah, she, exactly. Yeah, this is all of this is about is about Ahsoka's traumas. Yep. And, and how does she overcome them? Yep. And Anakin, even though that that was her master and her best friend, the line of like, I won't fight you is the same line that Luke says to him in Return of the Jedi. That's why he says, I've heard that before. Like that was a not that was definitely a nod to Return of the Jedi. That was also or it could also be the the um, it, well, no, she says, I won't leave you uh, on Malachor. So like that's why I thought was really cool, too, of this whole like, I won't fight you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, she didn't want to face that she did. And then, and then also the other thing too, is that she's, she's so afraid of the dark side. She, she knows that she's, she's walking that fine line when she grabs his lightsaber and puts it to his throat. As she gets closer to the lightsaber, her eyes change. She goes, she gets Sith eyes. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it, she's so afraid and she's so fearful. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, that, that this showed is that, is that she's more than, she is not a Jedi. She like she has attachment. She's scared. She's she has fear. She has all of the qualities that Anakin has, and that scares the shit out of her because she doesn't want to become Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. She doesn't want to become what he became because everyone's telling her that she's going to. She she thinks that her future is determined. She thinks that it's all predestined. That because because her master was so as Hugh Yang says he was um oh uh, uh intense. He was intense and and she in that intensity and the lack of and, and this conviction that Anakin has. And he says, you lack conviction, you, you know, like and it, like there are there are so many little things that point to Ahsoka being everything that a Jedi is not supposed to be. Let me ask you something. Hu Yang's response was interesting there. Given that Hu Yang has access to the Jedi archives, he would have had access to the hollow recording that um, Yoda and Obi-Wan saw. Sure. Would that not mean that? Who Yang's in the know on who Anakin is? I mean, or a lot of people, I would assume a lot of people know by now who Anakin Skywalker became. I'm Fair. sure that story made its way through. Isn't it supposed to be a big secret, though? Like During like, during the during the rule of the Empire? Even afterwards, though, they, they're, I don't they're think open so. about I don't think, it? I don't think that was something that they tried to hide. I think everybody kind of knew. I would assume that the stories of Luke Skywalker and the defeat of the Empire and the fall of 
the emperor would i think like those stories would be told but the correlation between anakin and i don't see why you want to keep that a secret now i could understand why you'd want to keep a secret during like why you wouldn't want people to believe that darth vader is anakin because anakin was a hero of the republic you know they'd lose they'd lose faith they'd lose hope in the in their emperor you can't you can't just can't show off that your big bad henchman is was a good guy because Hera even seemed shocked by the response a bit that he was intense i don't mm-hmm. think so i don't I, I mean she just asked what was he like she made a she didn't face. ask who did he become she didn't she she wanted to know who anakin skywalker was she didn't want to know about darth vader she knows darth vader <laughs> um speaking of Hera, i loved the uh carson saying like um senator organa is running interference for us <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of all of that. The back and forth between <laughs> Tiva and, and and Hera was was fantastic. But just even um, the, even the drop of of Leia's name in there, knowing that she's a troublemaker in that sense, made me so. I mean, happy. they all they did missions together. I know that's what made me so happy. So like, I I love that. I think that's fantastic. There was there was just there was a lot of synergy in this episode in this episode for sure. And it, it was, I I will say I enjoyed the first part way more than the second part. Um, once we got, once we got Ahsoka back into the real world, that's when I really started to lose my enjoyment for this episode. Um, I really, I really wish they would have, they would have kept going. I think there's still a lot, there's still a lot left in, in what they were trying, like what they've done so far with this whole Ahsoka going into this world between worlds, finding Anakin, like, like that was, that was a huge cliffhanger for something that wasn't as impactful as I thought it was going to be for the overall Thrawn, Ezra, Sabine storyline. Like it was it was no longer Rebels. Yeah. This was this was Ahsoka's story. And it's just like it was it was a it was kind of a like a roller coaster or like whiplash of like, oh I'm in it a minute. Oh I got ripped out of it. Um because I was hoping for more. Um there was there was a lot left. Like this the lessons (laughs) I'm trying to teach you, like we could have gone deeper. We could have gone farther into into her like what she's trying to achieve or what was trying to be achieved with her interaction with with so with Anakin and so I I hope I hope this is something that we get to see again yeah but I don't I don't think we will I think that's it I think I think the way that this episode ended and we'll get to that at some point the way this episode ended was kind of a sign-off it was a it was a a, a love letter to Clone Wars I think through Dave Filoni I think we'll because get it. now we're off to the next part I think we'll get it in ancillary content I don't think you're getting any closure in the show on what happened I think it'll be piecemealed out just like other you know, situations like that in the past where, you know, whether someone else has a similar experience or whatever it may be, you know, I just, I think that's it. Like we're done with, that was the last time we yeah. see Hayden on this show type of thing. Uh, potentially. I mean, I still think there's a lot of room for force ghost Anakin to show up. Um, I don't, that would, that, that would, because, because, why, why I say that is because Luke had Yoda visit him in episode nine or eight. Uh, and like, I think that was like very impactful. And so I think, I think what will happen is that when we get to this next part with Thrawn and Morgan and Ezra and whatever, like in Balin and Shin and like all these, all these characters and Ahsoka is essentially by herself. It's just her and Hu Yang now against all of this. I think she's going to she's going to have a moment where she is afraid and alone and she's like, I don't I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. And I think Anakin will show up and he's like, have I taught you nothing snips? And it's it's going to be like another one of those things, but it will be true Anakin this time. Um, you know, they're they're my uh, my crazy 
theory, potential theory of the week. Um, there's more focus on Jason than I thought there would be. Yeah, I really like that. I wrote that down as like this whole like him having abilities, as Hu Yang put it, uh, is very interesting. I thought that was really, really cool. There's a couple things to explore there. Number one, obviously, he inherited force powers from his, his father's line. Um, yep. Number two, I was very close to waiting to hear like, hey, kid, uh, in Freddie Prince Jr.'s Oh, FBJ just shows voice. up and force goes. Yeah, that'd yeah. be sick. And I think, you know, I wouldn't say it's off the table still. Um that could be our after credit scene for all we know, you know, like, Oh my could, God, what do we get? Like a, a return of the Jedi. Everyone's celebrating at the end and like the force goes hanging out. Well, even just, you know, maybe his dad can help guide him cause he has no guidance. Uh, so cause doesn't really seem like she's willing to help him. Uh, and Hera doesn't seem like she wants him to chase that probably because of what happened to her father. Well, She saw what her father. lover, what happened to her lover. He, he died. He was, he, he died for, for all of that. I think what was interesting is that, if 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 this whole near death experience spirit transcending jedi limbo thing if this is real i think that there is i think there is more to jason than like what we like than him him just being force sensitive that that's i think my, because that's i think because of the the wolves and and him and his dad being who he is being dune um i think there is more of a spirituality I think we're starting to get more, more again into this spiritual part of Star Wars that we've never really gotten into before. We've never really gotten into the nuts and bolts of the Force and what makes Jedi so special. This whole idea of these wolves that can that can just you know go through space and time, uh, and knowing that uh, Jason can can somehow hear these lightsabers crashing against each other with through the waves. Like there's there's a lot here. There's a lot to piece together. And I think I think we're gonna really start getting into the 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 nitty gritty part of what makes Star Wars so special. And it's not just going to be space Nazis. I don't think it's gonna be any more the big focus on space Nazis when it comes to like Ahsoka. I think I think we did a great job looking at that with Andor and really like hitting home that the Empire is evil and terrible and all that stuff. And I think now we can get away from that a little bit. We don't have to focus on the First Order we can focus more on like what makes star Wars so special and unique and like what makes a force user, a force user and like, what's the difference between Jedi and Sith? Like, I think that's where really where we're going to go. Well, it also brings up the potential for, um, Kanan to meet, not Kanan, uh, Jason to meet Luke at some point uh, for training. Oh, sure. Most definitely. You know, it opens that door, you know, so now we have Jason, we have Grogu. We have um, uh, Ben Solo, uh, and we have yeah, the ones Luke's we ranks met are in starting the comic. to fill in more. Yeah, like it's starting to become more prevalent. You have Broom Kid. <laughs> well, that's yeah, actually, Broom Kid. Yeah, Broom Kid's, well, Broom Kid's of, after the fact. Yeah, um, but they're 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 going back in a way. It's almost to say like you can't get rid of the Force users in the galaxy. They'll always be there because the Force is always there. So at some point, you know, you're always going to have Sith. You're always going to have Jedi. You, by but you're going to always have things like Bendu. You, you would, know, like you have these things that are kind of just like are out there. The spiritual, the force, but in different ways. The spiritual side. Bendu represents exactly what you just said. The spiritual side of all of this. Like that's the stuff that hasn't made it into live action. And so does the father and the, the son and the daughter. Yep. Like they like that is definitely that spiritual side that we got a taste of. Yep. Yeah. And 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 that's a side that we're they're just like dipping the toe into the into the water now on on the crazy you know in in my opinion i would even venture to say the more fantasy less sci-fi 
side oh, very of much so. Star Wars, you know, the mm-hmm. mystical, magical uh, um, um, part of it. So it's it's an interesting thing to look at how much they're using Jason, and I'll be interested to see how much more they use him. Also, Chopper continues. Him to be, and Chopper together are great. And the comic relief of Chopper, if you can pick up on the things he's saying. If not, <laughs> spend two minutes on TikTok the next day after the episode, and people have translated everything Chopper says. Chopper is hilarious but he is an asshole <laughs> yeah he just he doesn't care and i love him i think he's great i just love him uh-oh like you know it's just like when him i didn't realize all of the things that he was saying to Hera. oh yeah i thought it was just really beeps and boops and then someone translated all of it yep. <laughs> just like oh shit he did say did you touch my stuff where is my thing yeah yeah, and then he mocks her at one point. Uh-huh. Like it's just, it's so good. Yeah, he's he's a little asshole. So and um, watching his kill, watching his kill list increase. Like I forgot that he just completely wiped out a star destroyer. Yeah, he's a war criminal. You know, like he's a war criminal. <laughs> he's totally committed to war crimes, but it's okay because he's a robot and he's cute. Yeah, yeah. Chopper is one hundred percent a war criminal. Did you see Hera and Chopper at Disneyland? Yeah, I saw that, and they also have Ahsoka. We have Ahsoka here. Yeah, but you can now. But now they also have Sabine and Chopper. Oh, Sabine at, too. And not sorry, not Sabine. Um, Hera and Chopper at Black Spire Outpost. Here, Black or- Spire Outpost is the is like now officially I think the worst Star Wars area because it is it is so con- like confusing. Like they need to get rid of the Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine stuff and just make it a very much so just like neutral spot that is going to fit in a certain timeline because we are all over the place. Should have just made it Coruscant or Tatooine. But I think that's why I think that's why they <laughs> only go to certain spots like 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 Mando only goes on like the side that's closer to Muppets. Mm-hmm. He's never out by the first order stuff. Yeah. He's never by Kylo Ren ship. You know, it's just like so I think like like that's how they kind of get away with it, but it's 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 wild because they said that it was it was going to be a story piece telling you know part of the of you know of Disney and Star Wars, um, and then they they realized that, that was going to backfire on them. So now what? Yeah, they're two hundred million dollar disaster on the Star Cruiser. So yeah, um, but it is what Ooh. it is, you know. So um, I'm just going through the. We talked. Wow, we burned through most of this. So uh, one of the no, interesting we things, have not. No, 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 no. We we have space whales to talk about, Kevin. I'm talking about oh the Pinocchioing to the other galaxy. Oh no, no, no. We didn't Pinocchio. We were going to we we found P Sherman, forty two Wallaby Way, Sydney. <laughs> I didn't even think of Nemo. No, we fucking Nemoed <laughs> ourselves into Star Wars, Kevin. But we can talk about that right after this commercial break. So P Sherman, forty two <laughs> Wallaby Way, Sydney. That's so good. Did you know? Did you know Ahsoka could speak Orca? Well, she can't very well. She's like Dory. She can't very well. She's like, I have no idea. I have no idea what has happened. Yeah, I don't know where we're going, but we're going somewhere. It's better than going nowhere. I'll be I, like, I thought it was great, I, but it was like the, the 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 whole thing of just like get in the mouth, and I'm like, that's literally what Dory tells Marlin. That that line is so good. I don't know where we're going, but it's better than going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, like, it was it was great. Well, she she comes out a completely different person. Like, okay, we can go back to because like when when the we have a tonal shift in the show is when is when Ahsoka wakes up underwater. Also, I want to know how long was she underwater for because if like Tagrudas must have amazing lungs. That's that's my my only pushback on the 
the near death is like they were in our search and rescue for hours it appeared so that would be my only pushback on hey man leia was able to fly through fucking space so yeah anything's again. possible with, with, with when, when the force is when the force intervenes i think that's what happened i think i think what happened with ahsoka in the water i think that is the same thing that happened with leia being blasted out of a out of the, the bridge but that, that, and she's just floating in space. That is why I would not discount the fact that she could have actually gone between to a place in the world between worlds because we don't fully understand what it is. We don't fully understand how it works. For all we know, there could be a part of it that is, you know, that's Star why Wars I said it was more of like no a limb. That's why I said it was more of like a limbo experience for her. I really, I really, truly, I don't think her, I don't think her body went anywhere. And Jason, and her body stayed in the water because, because while she is in. This this dreamlike state, or she's in the world between worlds, right? She could she was still in the water because Chopper was able to find her while she was still there. Or Chopper found the doorway that the force had opened I, and closed. I, uh, he said that he found. I mean, he said that he found something, but and I mean, like, low. that was that's it. I mean, that would that's why I would think that her body was was. In the water. I'm open to either one. It, it it works. It's just the only question I would have is the, you know. Watch how, but then also watch how the ending of when the world between worlds. Why would, why would this world compress in on itself and become the water that she was laying in? That's why I think it was a, it was more of a, a visual representation of what was happening to her. She, she left and went into like this ethereal realm and then she was placed back into her body that was in the water and like you could literally you literally see it happen all of the stars come down it meets like you like the spiritual realm and the physical realm come back into this middle ground area it's almost like when they in pirates the, here comes another disney movie it's like in pirates of the caribbean when they do when they go upside down it remind it, it's a lot like that where like the water comes in she kind of sinks through and then she's back into into the the, the real world but regardless, yeah, yeah, I, I, that was that was a that was a huge tonal shift. She she went through, and that's why like her becoming her becoming like Gandalf the White. She became Ahsoka the White. Like that was the reincarnation of Ahsoka. Just like Gandalf coming back, that was a reincarnation of him. Well, I think there's a there's a there's a lot there's a lot of iconology going on. There's like there's a lot like we, Dave. Dave went burr. We know Dave is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. We know Dave mm -hmm. is a huge Tolkien fan. Um, and it's funny because Dave hinted at this literally this moment happening two, three years would ago it, with that. Would the battle of the Balrog and Gandalf almost be very similar to what Ahsoka did with. With Anakin. You're the Lord of the Rings. You're the Lord of the Rings buff. I'm not. In what way? I'm not saying no. Just the whole, the whole, like, didn't, process. didn't, didn't, didn't Gandalf essentially go to hell? Like, wasn't that kind of like a Jesus moment? Like, he went to hell to fight the Balrog and then come back? No, what happened was the, the Balrog and Gandalf are on the same level of power of what was given to them by their, by the gods of Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. And, the Belrog's intent was not necessarily to take the ring, but that, how do I explain? It's very difficult to explain, honestly. 
Anyway, what happens is they end up fighting. They go to this place. It is very similar to a world between worlds because it does not oh, exist look. in the spiritual or the meta, you know, the physical. It is some limbo just like that. Fights him, smotes his ruin on the mountainside. Now, the mountainside that the ruin gets smote on is physical. Like you can go and see the body of the Belrog. It is a physical place. Um, but it's lost all of its fire and everything. Gandalf then dies. Gandalf goes to um not Valinor, but whatever wizard heaven thing they have. And basically the gods or whoever is running this, you never really know, says, you know, your purpose is not done because of what Saruman did. Saruman is not fulfilling his purpose, which I guess you could say could be akin to Anakin in a way. Saruman was sent to do something. Saruman is not doing thing. We're going to give you his power to take him down and then, you know, move forward and restore Middle-earth to what it's supposed to be and wipe the evil off the planet. A little bit different because the Force is trying to stay in balance versus Middle-earth where the good is trying to defeat the evil. But that's the whole purpose of that moment. Man, is, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Is Yeah, is essentially that Saruman. It's more Saruman than the Balrog. Saruman was supposed to be Saruman the White. He has violated the covenant that he and the mission that he was given when he was sent to mm -hmm. Earth as one of the five wizards, Middle-earth. And then they're going to send Gandalf back to take him out to be what Saruman could never be. So use that, use that with, Ahsoka with could your, be Ahsoka could be everything that Anakin was supposed to be. But wouldn't you say that like previously again, devil's advocate, wouldn't you say that was reserved for Luke? No, I think, I think Luke, Luke is something that Ahsoka could never be in the sense is that he could face his father Mm -hmm. He found that courage. He was able to do it. She wasn't. She wasn't able to do it. She went to. She, he went to him. Right. He tried to. He, he tried. To, he tried to turn him. He does turn him. He, he's able to bring Anakin back to light. Ahsoka wasn't able to do that. Well, I mean, because if you go with the the iconography, it's Anakin fought Obi Wan, had his moment there. Anakin fights Ahsoka, has his moment there. And it's oh, it's the opposite side of the helmet each time, and then Luke is the one that actually is able to remove the the veil of Darth Vader, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think I think it's more so like I'm I'm curious I'm curious to see because it's like we're getting into the spiritual stuff. Luke isn't in that spiritual part, but Ahsoka is. Uh, Anakin is well. Uh, if you, it's, I I I, there, I think there's I think there's more to it. Remember, I think, I think there's there's something there. Don't forget the book we read. With Luke and, and Anakin communicating, uh, what was it the Sith one? I can't remember the one. It was like last summer. The Shadows of the Sith. Shadows of the Sith. Yeah, remember that. Like Luke is very into the spiritual stuff because he's in that weird place with his father at one point in the book, where his father can barely yeah, talk to him. Remember? He, yeah, but was that him or was that the influence of the dark side? Or was it a similar situation to what we experienced? Maybe not near death. But the force, again, acting in a way to, to get through to him. Because my interpretation of the force, and please, chat, correct me if I'm wrong. My interpretation of the force is when the force is out of balance, it will make efforts to put itself back in balance. Yeah, that, that part is still. And then people are going to say, like, oh, what about the thousands of years the Jedi, you know, were there? There was always Sith. And the Sith are the one who instituted their own rule of two. That wasn't like mandated by the force that was darth bane who was like nah y'all don't know what you're doing like we're only gonna have a master and apprentice and 
you know, then you find out, yeah, there's probably Master and Apprentice, but there's probably on this side of the galaxy a Master and Apprentice too. And then when they meet, they're going to kill each other. You know, like that's just how the Sith are. So there's a the balance might not mean numbers per se. Mm-hmm. Balance might mean a balance of power within the force. Um, you know, and, and again, you have to remember from episode four, five, and six to where we are now, we're redefining a lot. Jedi, the light side, things like that. Because the light side has a pious aspect to it that is no good. The dark side has a gray area right on the line of balance where there's Sith that weren't evil. Mm-hmm. You know? So it 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 it's a scale, it's a sliding scale on purpose. So, you know, again, going back to your Lord of the Rings metaphor, if you will, it's interesting to look at it from the standpoint of comparing Anakin to Saruman. And I never thought of this until you brought it up um, Mm. because of the, you know, you didn't do what you were intended to do by mystical force that runs the universe. So I'm going to replace you with person. Now, like you said, Mm -hmm. Anakin was redeemed. Saruman doesn't get redeemed. He gets tossed off a building onto a spike, somehow lives, comes back to scourge the Shire and then gets killed by the hobbits. I mean, Star Wars is made for kids. I don't think Lord of the Rings was. Lord of the Rings was very complicated. Ironically, The Hobbit was a children's tale. Yeah, The Hobbit was, but Lord of the Rings itself is very, no. it is, that, is, that is some adult level like thinking. That is a man who was bored and had a notebook. <laughs> yeah, so uh, at the, I think at the end of the day, like Star Wars is, is for kids and, and you, you, want, you, want your, you want that character to have that redemption arc. Like, but it, it, would, it, would be, it would be so sad if he'd never had that opportunity. Yeah, and it, it was it was uh, it was teased um, two three years ago when when you know Gandalf he did the sketch and it was like everyone thought yeah. I was dead too, mm-hmm. and here we are the moment that it happened and uh, I well, I'm curious how many people actually remember that because that was for me as a fan of both that was such a cool moment and sure. to know that Ahsoka was still alive and then we got the announcement of the show and all that stuff so. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. A lot of people could have taken that that scene at the end of episode four as her death. Right. You you could have most, and a lot of people didn't. A lot of people took the world between worlds as as a literal world between worlds, where it it most definitely could have been Ahsoka's near death moment, but then she was able to come back. And so like now now like really starting to think about the the whole Lord of the Rings like post and, and that's in that sketching. He he was he was foreshadowing what he was going to do with Ahsoka. Yeah. And and there's also there's also there was an interview at some point at Star Wars Celebration where the voice actress for Ahsoka in the cartoon was talking about Dave's plans for killing Ahsoka. There nice. was an actual end that was planned out for Ahsoka. She was going to die to um Oh crap! Uh, Ventress, Ventress was going to kill her. Ashley Eckstein, right, is the actress. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, and uh, apparently they were going through a bunch of different things, and she was like, "Oh, do you remember that one conversation we had, Dave?" And Dave's like, "Oh, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> like the whole thing is like very uncomfortable. And she's like, "Yeah, do you remember that?" And he's like, "Oh," because they they didn't they didn't think Ahsoka was going to blow up the way she did. In that, no, she's she is like I think the most beloved Star Wars character because she's the great Jedi without the word. Like, yes. that's what she is. She's Disney's, you know, the great Jedi, which is, you know, when you go back into Legends, yeah, the name is dumb, but the principles are there. And that is what people relate to more than they relate to a Jedi, more than they relate to a Sith, is the principles of that balance of, yes, I fight with anger, but it's justified against, you know, keeping peace and protecting people and whatnot. 
you know, yes, I will take a, a lover and, and, and mate and have children and, you know, be what I'm supposed to be as a person, as a human. So, or a being. Um, so I think that's why she's very relatable. And that's why Kanan was relatable too, because Kanan yeah. was a Jedi, but he broke all the rules too, you know? Um, that's why I like the older, or I like the high Republic uh, Jedi so much too. Like, um, uh, is it Greyjoy? Um, crap. That's Game of Thrones. It's been a bit. Um, yeah, that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, who's the who's the who's the one Jedi that we? The, oh crap! The one who got. Anyways, the the one, who got the one that was on. the one that was the one that was kind of like having a hard time dealing with the teaching of the Jedi. I forgot who it was. <laughs> was it Elzar? It, it might. I don't think it might have been Elzar Man or I don't Stellan. Remember. Which one? I get them confused. I think it was Elzar. Oh, I think it was Stellan. I think it was Stellan Jarrus. Is it Stel Jarrus? Geos. No, that's Kanan Jarrus. God, there's so many. There's I have to go back to High Republic. It's the one who didn't die. It's the one that didn't die. He he ends up. I'm scrolling. Hold on. There, there's a part in in the in one of the books where he's talking about like he's he's dealing with these issues of the Jedi teaching, and it goes against everything that 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 he feels like makes you special and a Jedi. It's Elzar. You know, like how, Stellan, it's Elzar man. It. He's like you can't you can't love like how how can you how can you give everything. To the Jedi Order without feeling emotion, without having compassion and and attachment and love and all these things, and so like hearing hearing more of that and recognizing that that all of the, these characters deal with these issues and that there is a different way to go about being a quote unquote Jedi. I I I, I like that a lot more than your goody two shoes like Mace Windu in Episode One, Boys Too Old. You know, it's just like also Mace is not a goody two shoes. He's just hiding. No, he's, he's no, council. he's like. No, he's a badass, but like he, you know, he sits there on his throne, all pious, like boys too old. Yeah, but he's he is the one. Like he could have beat Palpatine if he really wanted to, but Anakin was there because you know why? Because Mace fought with anger that he tapped into his dark side to fight. That's why he was mm -hmm. such a good warrior. Um, I brought it up last week. I'll bring it up again. I really recommend um, Inquisitor: Rise of the Red Blade because it deals with everything we're talking about now. It's starting with the beginning of the Clone Wars, Jedi and Apprentice. Um, like I said, we don't know what race she is. My assumption at the moment is she's a Sith pureblood um, and no one's telling her. Um, but I don't want to give away too much. But dealing with loss, dealing with, um, you know, the death of your um, fellow Jedi during the Clone Wars and how sudden it was and how the struggle of we weren't supposed to form attachments. But how do we not form attachments to people we live with and work with and, you know, and and have community with essentially uh, is relatively impossible so um again i highly recommend it i don't want to give too much away i think for you it has a lot of that it has a lot of the sith stuff that i think is just scratching the surface where i met in the book i think it's yeah go i deeper. started listening to the opening and it, it was like this book deals with suicide and i was like i was getting ready to go on a plane and i was yeah. like i don't know if i'm mentally ready for this yet so i put it away and i was like i'll come back to this another point i haven't gotten like, to that I've, point. like i've had to deal with suicide in my life with people that i know so it's just kind of like I, I wasn't like in the right place to be like sure for that in that moment so i was like i'll come back to this when i'm in a when i'm like I've, i'm not like traveling and i'm like stressed out about like being in a plane and i i think too that was uh i haven't gotten to the part that that happens but i think that was a, a wise decision um to yeah to i'm that glad that they like there. they're like hey like there was a little warning before you get into it like by the way like this is a thing that could like that'll yeah, come you, up and you don't I, go I into star that. wars expecting that like so it was wise no and, and the owner the uh, author's um anecdote about dealing with it personally i think was was yeah i thought it was good yeah so 
Um, when you when you're ready, uh, I recommend it. Uh, it deals with everything we're talking about right now. And again, another POV of someone that existed. So I'm like I'm in like one of the first missions that the main characters on in the Clone Wars. Um, and uh, uh, we already met some poison beaked birds that stabbed a Jedi. To death. Oh, nice. <laughs> so great. Good stuff. Um, cool. <laughs> one other uh, uh, thing on the Carson uh, Tiva stuff, he references the Delphi base again. That's the base we see where we met. Um, what's his face from Rebels at the end of uh, um, Mandalorian? What's his name? I don't know. Purple guy. Oh, Zeb. Thank you, Zeb. When we met Zeb, uh, that was a Delphi base. So yeah. another reference to that. One will show up again, I'm sure. One of the other things that kind of skated by uh, is the force power of psychometry, which is what um ahsoka was using to piece together what had happened to sabine yeah the whole like when, okay so when she comes back first off before before we like we, we were kind of getting into the tonal shift and then we went off a tangent real quick i want to say that ariana greenblatt i want to see her as a like baby ahsoka for a while like i really hope that at some point we get like a live action clone wars like even if it's just like an offshoot and it's just like an hour-long special or whatever but like she really owned young ahsoka and so just hats off to her for just crushing that role i just was very very impressed yeah anyways even the aging between i give again uh i i think it was i'm gonna assume it was ilm that worked on this um even the aging between the battle of ryloth and the siege of mandalore like the little details on for hayden on ahsoka Ahsoka? yeah yeah the de-aging and re-aging on hayden was wild like seeing him in episode one of clone wars when he had like his short hair and then you get to episodes, you get to season seven when he's got his long hair and then his face changes again when he when, and you go into uh, uh, Rise of the Sith. And so it's just a return of this. Yeah. Rise of the Sith. Um, Revenge. Return of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. R. Uh, episode three. When you get to that point and like his face is kind of like just like, you know, pale and he's got the eyes and all that stuff. Like it was just, it was so well done. The transition was great. Like I, at the end of episode four, I was, it was a little jarring. Like you're like, nah, they use the de aging thing. But during episode five, it looked so natural. Mm-hmm. A lot of it looked like it was just Aiden Christensen. Like it was just like there was it, nothing felt like out of the ordinary for that. So I thought that was really well. They avoided well they avoided tight shots to really yeah. like use makeup appropriately, which was smart. I'm not I'm not blasting. I think it was a smart decision. So yeah, I agree with you. I think he felt uh, very natural. Also, I did see the scar immediately when he walked by her, and I was like, there it is. It was hiding. Yep. What I found interesting too was everyone was like, oh my god, it's Vader's lightsaber. It's Vader's lightsaber at the end of episode four, and then the beginning of episode five. So I was like, no, that's Anakin's lightsaber. So. I have a they went back and forth. Exactly. They were playing tricks on us because he kept pulling out a different lightsaber, too, when he would fight mm-hmm. her. And she pulled out different lightsabers. She had her green lightsaber, single lightsaber in episode like episode one, season one of, of Rebels. Mm-hmm. And then you get to season seven, episode six or whatever, and she's got her dual lightsabers that mm-hmm. are blue, but different hilts. And then you get to her fight in Dreamland, and she's got her katana-style lightsabers. So like it was really cool just to even watch all of that. And Which- even just like... Anakin's lightsaber going red and blue. Anakin transforming from Anakin to Vader and back to Anakin again. Like all of these shots were just so well done. And you really have to like, I'm glad I went back and watched them again because there are just little things that that they put there for you to go back and enjoy time and time again. Another point too to support your um death dreamlike state uh is that her katana lightsabers were knocked off the bridge and she's still wearing them when she like resurfaces 
through the the water scene, they're still clipped to her belt. Wait, say that one more time. Sorry. Uh, when the final time she fights Anakin, he disarms her and knocks her lightsabers off of the bridge into the uh -huh. void or whatever the hell it is. But yep. when she resurfaces through the water, they're both clipped to her belt still. Mm -hmm. That's why I still fervently believe that that was more of a dream and a spiritual representation of what was happening to her versus a physical thing that happened to her. Yeah. Anyways, off to finding Nemo. So, <laughs> Ahsoka in the whole like being able to read force imprints was really interesting. I thought that was kind of like, it was cool. But at the same time, like I was still like we've never we've never really seen like Jedi use that ability before. So you what was it called? It was called force psych psych what psychometry. Uh, that's, psychometry. That's what Cal Kestis uses quite often in the games. He's probably the most famous Jedi to have that power that we know of. His echoes in the force that he sees and everything. That's psychometry. That's essentially what Ahsoka was doing. Gotcha. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kept saying Pinocchio. Now I can't think it's not Nemo with the, the so the originally that's the thing that I yelled. I was like, oh, we're Pinocchioing this thing. And then and then it was like, oh, she's going to get out of the ship and she's going to talk to this thing. And then she said, get inside. And I'm like, oh, this is finding Nemo. So we've got Treasure Planet and finding Nemo. Treasure Planet I was a little I was I was a I'm a I was a little like I get it. Like there's no other way to do this. Like they took the eye of Scion. They have they have the actual trajectory as to where they need to go, and they're just like, yeah, maybe you can get us to Australia. You know, it's just like it's so hard for me not to think of Nemo with, with all of those shots because like that's just they had to use something bigger than themselves to get it to get them where they needed to go, and the Purgles are the only thing that made sense. I mean, like it, it, it it's an interesting parallel and i wouldn't be surprised if it dave was like you know eh, whatever we'll throw a nod that way um i, I can't stop thinking about it now because it's like it's now now it's like right on um and the fact that dory could barely speak whale uh was the funniest part of the goods ahsoka couldn't speak purgle too well <laughs> but she got in there um so i thought Hera was gonna go with them I'm curious. Harry's going to go face that court martial by herself now. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I understand why she didn't want to take Jason. Of course. Uh, can I understand like why like her place wasn't there, but it was to be here. I think it also could help with like as as they return because they have to come back. And I would assume Thrawn ends up coming back with them and like they're going to fight whatever like the big bad thing is like Hera is going to be there to like be the defense. So I'm I'm sure they'll have the big happy family reunion at the end. But yeah, it was it was very interesting that she's going to be off and she's going to have to deal with this on her own. I'm very curious: are they going to strip her of her of her rank, or is she going to, you know, is she really going to be able to convince the New Republic that hey, there is there is something dangerous out there, there is something big and bad coming? I think at first it might not go well for her, but obviously they're going to return to the galaxy and Thrawn will be with them. The biggest question becomes is thrown in the know about something worse out there like that's where my head is that is this all a diversion to their the grisk the yuzong fong something we haven't encountered 
is there something worse out there? Now, I'm really, what am I hoping for? I hope when we get there, we learn more about the Night Sisters. Uh, some Ricotta references would be nice. Hell, we might even get some Zepho stuff finally, Tim. I don't think God, we I will. So. I, don't, I don't think we will. I, I think, think they're going to keep that for episode three of Jedi. But um, I, I am curious on are we di- are we diverging into th- Legends Thrawn where he is trying to take over or are we sticking with Disney Thrawn where he's more concerned about the threats to the Chiss and essentially the greater galaxy at that point I don't know I mean like it, it, there's there's a, there's a big there's still a very big difference between the Thrawn that's in Rebels and the Thrawn that's in literature and we're going to in the new Timothy Zahn stuff. So I, I don't know. We, we still haven't met what live action Thrawn is like. But Zahn is Zahn worked on this show. too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was he, he was a part of all this of part of the writing. So I would assume it's going to be a closer representation to the Thrawn that we have in the books, because I feel like that would be a big that would be a big spit in the face to Timothy Zahn and like all of that work that he did on those books to really develop that character in in like the leading up to the introduction to him in Rebels and then also all of the pre stuff getting getting you to when he becomes a part of the empire. So I, I really I really hope that it's going to be something more along the lines of like Thrawn is trying to protect the galaxy from a bigger threat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope that's it because I think to fill in the gap here, it'd be really nice for the first order to build itself over time while something more important is threatening the galaxy. If it, does that make sense? Yes. Like I would rather see that come to light and, and have a bigger threat, you know, be looming over us than deal with the first order, you know, just like, Hey, we're here. Ah, shadow council. Da, 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 da. Like the remnants of the empire can still continue to do what they do. But I think yeah. the first, uh, the new Republic being focused on something much worse for the time would be the yeah because it doesn't like it doesn't make sense for them to fight the shadow council and the imperial remnants and then and then they fight them again. i mean we're never we're, it's like it would it, end up being a tatooine problem like we always end up going back to tatooine like we're always going to end up going back to these these few figureheads that are just really really bad um yeah i i really i really think because of the way that they've had such a tonal shift with star wars in the ahsoka show like this is a star wars we've never seen before like, like, yes, we've seen we've seen rebels and rebels was in and Clone Wars were very, very different from your uh, from your Star Wars that were portrayed in movies. But this is something even deeper than that. There is there is so much more going on in Ahsoka than than I think any other piece of Star Wars medium that we've we've seen so far. Um, I mean, may, maybe it maybe in the, the comic books, we've gotten more of this. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't read all the comic books, but I know like Invader Immortal, uh, or like in the Vader comics, like there's definitely more, there's more to Vader. There's more of like the spiritual aspects and they're like trying to like, like at one point, like Vader, like transcends, uh, space and time and ends up like as like a, like a fire element, like walking through his past and like, and like facing all of his, his evil doings and whatnot. Like there's a whole thing in like the Vader comics where he kind of like does the same thing that Ahsoka kind of did. Um, there's a kind of a tie-in right there, so yeah, it's it's very very interesting, and I think it would be a huge disservice if they're just like, yep, here's the bad. The bad thing is the Empire again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming we we see Thrawn next week. 
God, I hope so, because I was really hoping we were going to see him at the end of this, and I feel cheated. I, I feel, and that's why, like, I got, like, as soon as we got to the, the, the purgle part, I was upset. And not upset, like, like, I was just, I was disappointed because, like, all of, all, all of, all of the stuff that we saw at the beginning, and even at the end of the last episode, felt very much like, like, Disney Plus hung up on me last night. Disney Plus never does that to me, and Disney Plus buffered. I swear to God, there were more people on Disney Plus last night than there ever has been. Well, they- and I think all because people wanted to see what was going to happen with with Anakin, and I felt kind of cheated because it wasn't as it wasn't as important to the to the Ahsoka show storyline as much as it as I hoped it was going to be. It was more. It was more um, impactful to the Ahsoka story as a whole. If you right. go from Ahsoka story from the beginning of Clone Wars to Ahsoka story at wherever we end, this episode is very impactful to the character. Now, to the overall story with like Thrawn and Morgan and Balin and Shin and and, and the Rebels crew, like th- this entire episode meant nothing other than them getting inside the Purgle and blasting off to another galaxy. But like all of that was very, very important to the character development of Ahsoka as a whole. And so I appreciated that. But then we get to this part where we're just like, well, we're not even going to talk about Thrawn. We're not going to get like a after credit scene or nothing. And I was just like, I would love a little bit of reinforcement of, hey, here's the thing that you really like a lot of people really want to see. And so I really, really hope that for the next uh, with three episodes, three, yeah. six, seven and eight. We've got three more episodes. You've got like this. I would not. I definitely will not call this a filler episode, but it is not impactful to the Ahsoka show storyline. It's not. It does not. It does not. It does not coincide with anything that has happened so far. It means nothing to Balin. It means nothing to Shin. It means nothing to Morgan. It means nothing to Thrawn. It does nothing but help Ahsoka's character, which I'm totally fine with. But there's a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces in this show. So for the next three episodes, it better be balls to the wall, because there's a lot. Are we just like, or we're going to end up with an Ahsoka season two? There was a, there was a finality to the end of this that was very like a chapter in a book. Or... That's why I said I think this is a beautiful love letter to Clone Wars. I think this was a great way to sign off and be like, hey, this like this is what all like all of these things like I think for Dave this was these are all of these things that I created. And these are all of the things that I'm trying to sh- like t- to show. And here, and here is the final piece to this puzzle. It is Ahsoka facing all of the bad, the terrible things that she felt that she did, and she had to come to grips with it. Because really, Clone Clone Wars is like it is. It like yes, it it it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of characters, but it really is. If you look at it, it is a, it is a story about Anakin and Ahsoka. That's really it. It's really the story of Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I'm. I felt like we like it was a, a chapter. Love, love letter to Clone Wars is perfect, um, and I think it's almost a closure of Anakin and Ahsoka, even though it probably wasn't him per se. Now, like you yeah. said, we may still get a Force Ghost, but I think it would be in a very different context than we experienced uh, with him here. So. Um, I think that was the the curtain call for intermission, and and like you said, we're in the third act now. And it's just yes. gonna like sixth gear. Let's go. Um, and that's also if if you if you look at um, 
Dave's other shows that he's worked on. Everything ramps up at the end, like any good show, but final four episodes of Clone Wars, final few up, final season of Rebels. Forget about final two seasons of Rebels, to be honest, with filler episodes in between. But um, uh, the end of that and then even Mandalorian, the way the storytelling progresses really mm. has very pivotal moments towards the end of each season. And then, you know, catapulting, except this season where it was like curtain call. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You'll see Din in another story, like something like that. Um, when, well, now we know they're shooting or going to shoot Mando season four uh, when there's no strike. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I'm I'm interested to see, but I think we this is it. Like lore drops, Easter eggs, action, Thrawn, yeah. Ezra. This is it. We're gonna get it now. And and um, you know, I think I think we're going to take a hard left turn into figuring out what Sabine and yeah. how this is all gonna affect Sabine. Cause we left that we put that story on the shelf. And that's Sabine, Ezra, and Ahsoka have a very interesting interaction coming up. Um yes. and you know, what state is Ezra in after all these years? That's the other big question. Yeah, what has he been doing? So it's been like it's been five years, something like that. Longer, a little bit longer than. So what has he been doing? What is what is what has been going on with him and Thrawn? Did they did they part ways? Were they ever actually together? Once the purple, no, it's longer than that because it's five years. So Mandalorian is five years after Return of the Jedi, but Thrawn and Ezra blast off before the Death Stars finished. So before Rogue One, like we're talking. So that was. Someone's going to yell at me. I hate how you always get the dates wrong. It's okay. Um, it's like, it's, it's, so what is that? Like 10-ish years? Yeah. Just right? To, Ish? It's been a hot minute. That's why you can also, that's why like the the the, the time, I, I, everyone always had a hard time with Rosario Dawson being Ahsoka. I'm like, oh, it looks nothing like Ahsoka did. But like, look at the time difference. Like, look how much she has aged since then. They really brought that home in the, in this episode. Yeah. I, I, um, it's funny you mentioned the dates because I got one wrong a few weeks ago and somebody flamed me for it on, on uh, Instagram. Um, um, look at comments. Yeah, I looked. I made the mistake of looking and they're like, <laughs> also our Balin uh, Qui-Gon discussion. It was just, it was World War Three. Very respectful. Very nice. Nobody was being mean, but it was World War Three on the timeline in the comments of people supporting and against based on age and stuff like that. It was very funny. Um but uh, now I lost my train of thought because we were talking about that. But yeah, moving into next episode uh, or the next few episodes, I think we go into sixth gear and it's, it's I don't think there's any more filler. And if we look at the history of how these stories are told and things with Dave involved, it, I, I don't, you know, I think we're I think it's a mini movie moving forward. That's I mean, it how has I feel. to be. Yeah. I mean, Clone I Wars season seven, the last four episodes could be their own movie. It's literally Ahsoka's. Order 66. How long? What, what are the run times for the... Um, I don't know if we have them yet. Let's see. Ahsoka run times. Uh, how long are each episode of Ahsoka? Um, episode... No run times yet. Really? Oh, that's interesting. I think he's keeping secret first two episodes um yeah 
Uh, episode six is at 46 minutes and 26 seconds, so pretty on average to what we've been getting. This one was a little bit longer, five. There's nothing on seven and eight, though. Yeah, the sixth runtime just came out last night, so I think Disney's leaking them the night before, uh, the night of release okay. from the previous episode. All right, so just real quick, Rebels ends at... at, at uh, it says five years BBY to zero years BBY. So, so they, so they, they blast off the same year that the Battle of Endor happens. Rogue One is three days BBY. Or sorry, Battle of Yavin. Yeah. So, B, so Rogue One is three days BBY, and then you go into A New Hope, and then uh return of the jet yeah and then mandalorian mandalorian it says nine years bby i could have or aby i could have sworn it was five years well i guess that would be four years into the four years yeah okay so it was five years yeah so it was five five years years after return of the jedi so yeah so that's so yeah it's been it's been nine years since since we've seen ezra in thrawn yeah because the whole plot point of that was to explain why thrawn didn't crush the rebellion he right, would've. exactly, and I just I just wanted to make sure that my that in my head I was doing the Star Wars math correctly. So it has been ten ish years since we've seen yeah, that was, we've seen them. So the what the point. hell? So has so like so here? Okay, so let's let's theory craft real quick for Ezra. Mm-hmm. Has he been meditating? Has he been has he been training with with Force? Like so, I would assume that Kanan is not Force Ghost Kanan because he didn't have the training that Yoda and Qui Gon. And Obi-Wan had. But you right? can get it after death as per what happened with Qui-Gon. Oh, man. I mean, like, that's that's a whole another thing they need to explain. Also, like, it, I, I listened to Alex. Um, Alex from, from Star Wars Explain did a, a very interesting, like, how did, how did Anakin become Force Ghost if he did not go through the same training that Qui-Gon, Yoda, and Obi-Wan went through? And he had this, like, really interesting theory of, like, as, as Anakin's spirit was about to join the cosmic force like Obi-Wan like essentially like intercepted him and like kind of like took him with him to be a part of the living force and so I thought that was a very interesting take so if you haven't listened to uh, any of uh, Alex's uh, theory crafting over at Star Wars Explained you should go check him out over on YouTube I I I would not be surprised if we see if Freddy is not in it like I have a feeling you can learn it after death. That's just the way I'm assuming it works. I don't, and I like Alex's theory about pulling you back because uh, Kanan had a ton of. He was friends with a bunch of the Jedi. He was only a child, so he was learning. You know, we don't know. We don't even know the whereabouts of Keller and Beck right now, dude. Like that could play into mm-hmm. all of this. Who knows? Like, and Keller would be an old man, wouldn't he? He'd be in his fifties or sixties at this point, no? Because mm-hmm. he looks like thirty or forty when the purge of the jedi temple happens yes so he's probably 50 or 60 now um so like that could play into to that side of things but on the force ghost side um yeah i i would say anakin force ghost and kanan force ghost are on the table kanan though to me would be easter eggy post credits like here's you super fans here's your meat type of thing anakin would be more of a closure for ahsoka and if there's more seasons of Ahsoka and we're not done telling the story, then I would even say that maybe we don't see him or maybe he's the post credits with that. My my biggest question mark and the thing that I'm dying to know is where the hell 
are they? What is there? Mm-hmm. Who is there first? How did they get to this galaxy? Like these are the more important than anything else. That's what I want to know. I want to know the backstory mm-hmm. behind Night Sister crap. What I assume to be Rakatan crap. Like that's the stuff that I am dying to know in the th- next three episodes. Will I get all my questions? And they have answered? to do it in no, three. They're not going to do. That's it the whole thing, though. Is like so. Like if they can't do it in three, it, there, there's going to have to be another season. Or this is all leading into his heir to the empire movie, supposedly. Oh, I guess yeah, I keep on forgetting that the movie is going to be the culmination of like all of all of this Mandoverse. with Mando and or Filoni the Mandoverse movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you could be le- we we could get left on a wild cliffhanger like we did in the Ahsoka episode with like, where's your master? Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? Like that was and that was the cliffhanger for Ahsoka. So it it it, it could be. I mean, like we've got, and and now with everything going on in Hollywood, like Lord knows when when this is actually. I mean, this is all going to get pushed back. It's going to be a, it's going to be a bit. Yeah, it, it, supposedly it'll end before Christmas or in the like winter of I, next I, year. And I hope, and I hope for the sake of the actors and everybody involved, I I really hope it, it comes out in their favor because of course Bob Iger doesn't need more money. No, you. I mean, like. Most of the people that work on these shows are not millionaires. Like, please understand that you, the rigging guys, the audio guy. I know people that work not on Star Wars, but on other shows. They're making the same like money as, as you and me. Like, it's not it's not. Yeah. People are looking at the one percent of the one percent. Yeah. The, the, the lead role. Like, do you know how many people are on a set to film a television show or a movie? Hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds. And then there's thousands of people involved in production. Whether it's post-production, whether it's editing, whether it's whatever it may be, you have entire studios dedicated to one task on creating a show or a movie. So most of the people, I would venture to say 95%, and I'm probably lowballing it, make a regular ass wage. And they've been out of work for a while. So and they live in Hollywood. So yeah, that's even worse uh for multiple reasons. But um, I I that's because I personally just can't stand LA. Um, but just the expense alone. So um yeah please take that into consideration when you're thinking about all of this is that it takes it takes an army to make this stuff especially high budget stuff like that disney plus is churning out um and you know the lion's share of the money goes towards the lead actors and the the executives behind it um uh so i i really do i agree with tim i hope it works out in the favor of those folks and they get the a livable wage that's all they want is a livable wage i don't see why that's a bad thing Mm mm-hmm so that's it. Anywho. So we'll see. We'll see um, how this all pans out next week. It's going to be very interesting. Um, should we go in the theaters, Tim, and see episode five in the theaters? Because it's out in the theaters. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I found myself this morning, like, skipping through, like, the parts and just, like, getting to, like, the, the Anakin and Ahsoka stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure the theatrical experience was was fantastic. I'm sure seeing it in theaters was great. It's such an interesting, um, like... It was weird that they picked that episode. I understand, but at the why. same time, like I, I get why they did. Like um, you said, your Disney Plus was buffering. Exactly. I mean, like it was, it was intense. It was wild. Like I, I, I was really pissed off, and it was just like I get halfway through, and it was like right at a good part too. It was right when, uh, oh, it's when Ahsoka says, "I would choose to live," and then the blue spinny wheel <laughs> comes up. And I'm like, fuck. So. Uh, yeah, it was wild. It was really, really cool. It just—it's really cool to see people excited about Star Wars, and it was—it was wild too because I went, 
I went on the internet this morning looking to see if I could find anyone upset about the episode, and no one was like, I all of the comments that I've seen overall, everyone is focused on it's it's wild. No one focused on the second part of the episode. Every all of the content pieces that I have seen so far have focused on the Clone Wars live action stuff. And it's wild to see how people continue to rally around such a, 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 an icon. Like it's in my head, the Clone Wars is, is but a small piece to Star Wars. But so many people grew up watching the Clone Wars animated series that this is the most impactful piece of Star Wars content for them. Now, before we go, looking at this and looking at everything, Kathleen Kennedy is. Probably going to retire in the next, would you say, three years? Is that a fair assessment? I, I honestly have no idea. At this point, I feel like she's just... Since before... Well, she's been, in second, she's been in second in command for the longest time. Like, yeah. she did Indiana Jones with him, the original Indiana Jones. Right, before we were born. Uh, so, she's been at Lucasfilms since before we were born. If you're looking at this, and you're Iger, the board, whoever is going to be making this decision, and you're looking at the reactions online of people very outspoken haters of a lot of the decisions that Disney has made. Granted, Tim and I have our opinions, but we're not nearly as as outspoken on some of these things as some of these other folks. And they're happy? Doesn't yeah. it kind of indicate who you should pass the baton to at this point? Like I feel I mean, like I, I, we didn't we report on a lot of that was happening anyways that a lot like Dave was like gonna end up taking her job. Like that was already like in the works. But th- this is like this is this is the social like confirmation oh most definitely yeah this is this is definitely pointing that, that all things lead to dave filoni as the next arbiter of the star wars mantle i'm scrolling through the twitter um uh, hashtag now and the most common picture i see is a man with his hands raised and it like sunset sky and it's just dave filoni's head with a cowboy hat on the, the one that i saw was um it was the a, a pen and paper that were on fire and it was just like scribbling yes. on it. And it was just like Dave Filoni. It was just like riding fire. Like it was, it was like, he's, he's going ham. And he's like, he's, he's pulled out of the stops. Like there is definitely like no fucks being given. Um, he's owned it. Like he, you know, he's like Star Wars is mine now. And he just gets to do whatever he wants. And I'm, I'm all for the Filoni universe. Cause like it, it feels good. It's, it's coherent. Everything has a, a sense of synergy to it. And uh, you can, it's a beautiful story that you can, you can start, you can now start at Clone Wars, and you I mean hell, even before that, you can you can go all the way through, and you can just and you've got this beautiful story that is being told, and in in the, in the ter- stereotypical Star Wars storytelling that like we have to go back and fill the gaps, but now we've got this just really really pretty story I all am- the way through, and just like adding Andor in was like something I didn't know that I needed, but I'm glad I have it now. I am um, getting to do that with my son, and I'm sure you'll get to do it. However. You- you want to do it too, but getting to watch it. And now he's like, can I watch Soka? I'm like, no, please. For the love of God, you loved Clone Wars so much. Wait this out. Follow my instructions. Let's watch Rebels first. Then you can watch Ahsoka with me. Because man, that kid, like I told you, the end of of, of uh, Clone Wars, he was crying, Tim, when she was standing in front of the 501st with all the helmets on the stakes. He was crying. He's like, those were her friends. Those were the people she fought with. I was like, I know. And it sucks, dude. But I was like, it's like one of those things like this is. And then when Vader picked up her lightsabers, he was like, are they going to see each other again? And I went, I don't know, buddy. And like, (laughs) it's so enjoyable to be able to 
have a child go through it a very different path than you took to Star Wars and to yeah, have it um, happen disjointed and the character development when you watch it that way is so much mm-hmm. better because like we were like here 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 he's just going like this and he's yep. he's loving it and loving it and maybe maybe from day one that was the intent that was the long-term play was that you could start at phantom menace and just enjoy the ride i don't think that was a long con i, I don't but... think george is long con i think <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, okay. I was like, I don't think that... I think George had any level of intuition like that. No, but. I think it's a Lucasfilm, like, post-Disney acquisition. Like, what if oh, we... Sure. What if we What if we arranged things in a way that the, the next generation of Star Wars fans, the next one, not you, not me, not even Audrey, my oldest daughter, the next generation gets to have a complete experience from end to end. And that's what I feel yeah. like they're doing a very good job of right now. Have they made mistakes? Hell yeah. Are they going to make more mistakes? Hell yeah. But for now... I think the journey is is pretty awesome, and my son is absolutely loving it. We're in uh, we're almost done with season one of Bad Batch, so we're like well on our way to Rebels. Nice. So he's he's walking around the house now and going, uh, "Rekka." <laughs> and he's like, oh, he goes the voice act the voice actor for Omega is in Starfield. Oh, is she? <laughs> she she's a she's a uh, a bartender. Uh huh. And uh, we're we're walking through. If you've if you've played for those that are listening, if you've played Starfield. Where you end up playing Starfield and you go to the Red Mile. I'm not going to say anything other than that, but the 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 the, the bartender is the voice actress, and you just hear you just you hear like a, you hear like a word that you've heard Omega say, and I just I, I stop. I'm like, wait a second, is that Omega? And then chat the chat goes and like looks at it. Yep, sure enough, there's a couple of like like famous voice like or voice actors that you would be familiar with that you've heard in like your favorite. Uh, animated shows that are that are or even like video games like um uh drifters in there and everyone's like is that the drifter hey. so good um yeah i i said like what do you want to be for halloween this year he's like maybe i'll be hunter hunter <laughs> and i was like hunter's gonna be hunter so uh yeah it's 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 been good but uh we're gonna get out of here uh we will be back for episode six seven and eight of ahsoka uh and more uh, but thank you so much for tuning in. Like the support we've gotten during Ahsoka for Star Wars and Scotch has been absolutely incredible. Uh, record numbers for Tim and I. So we sincerely uh, just want to say thank you. Um, please continue to rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out immensely. Um, and again, we encourage you to disagree and have a good time and chit chat with your friends. Just don't be a dick. That's all we ask. Just be nice and and respectful. And people can disagree and have great conversations like uh, like Tim and I did last week about um, the uh, world between worlds. Um, so yeah, uh, Tim is Darkness four two nine on YouTube. Are you still on Starfield? Uh, today we won't be, but by the time you guys hear this, it won't matter anyways. So uh, yeah, Starfield. Uh, we're, we've been cruising through that. We got Lies of P next week. Super excited for that. Pinocchio with uh, a Dark Souls uh, take, which is going to be really neat. We're getting ready for. Man, what? There's a bunch. October's packed. October's got a lot going on. Spider Man, so, yeah, it's gonna be, gonna be a good time. Spider Man's coming out. We got uh, Lords of the Fallen. Gonna be a good time. That's a remake, right? I don't think so. I thought it was a Lords of the Fallen remake of the old Xbox. I don't know. It just looks like a good Dark Souls game. So Dark Souls S game. So I'm all for Are it. Are you Baldur's Gate or Warhammer today? So people know for we're Wednesdays. Doing, we're doing Warhammer today. All right. Warhammer Wednesday is back on the menu. Um, yep. But like Tim said, by the time you hear this, you're going to miss it. So maybe next week. We'll see. Um, 
Uh, and I'm uh, Kevin. You can K Magic 101, Kevin Exhibition. And I'm Kevin. I do this. This is the most important thing I do <laughs> that you should all care about. So, yeah, rate, review, subscribe on Star Wars and Scotch. That's all I really care about. Uh, we will see you next week for episode six of the Ahsoka series on Disney+. Plus. Thank you so much. And Tim? May the Force be with you.